Welcome to That's Good Sports. I am Brandon. I can't believe the NFL would actually find the most powerful country band on earth, Perna. That's right, this week's super country trio, Tracy Walker, Clay Matthews, and Baker Mayfield, all fined $12,500 for criticisms of the NFL officials. The NFL always has time to find its players, but never time to fix things like officiating. Today, though, I have a lot of NFL games to discuss, all of the early ones, everything that happened, and this week and this week only, one team will receive the Sooner Wagon Award, given to the team who crashed and burned the hardest, of course. Let's get sports. This is your daily NFL podcast of That's Good Sports. It's football that's good. Indochino is the world's largest made-to-measure menswear brand. They were founded on the belief that you don't need to spend a fortune on a custom wardrobe. The process is simple. Choose your fabric, pick your customizations, and submit your measurements. Your package will be delivered straight to your door in two weeks. You can get measured and design your suit at your nearest Indochino showroom or do it all yourself online at Indochino.com. Start your style upgrade now with $30 off your total purchase of $3.99 or more at Indochino.com when entering blue wire at checkout plus free shipping that's indochino.com promo code blue wire for $30 off your total purchase of $3.99 or more an incredible deal for made to measure clothing you really have no excuse anymore to wear clothing that doesn't fit unless you put on like 30 pounds of mass gain overnight that's a good excuse the riders get trounced by the packers 42 24 And somewhere across this great land of Americana, a trucker named Josh is smiling as he listens to Tori Amos, not knowing exactly why. Well, I'll tell you why, Josh. It's because Josh Jacobs trucked Adrian Amos so hard in this game that you felt it. Everything in this universe is connected. Probably also why Aaron Jones made a very impressive touchdown reception, redeeming his ugly drop from Monday night. Of course, it also helps when you're playing a team who openly admitted they need pass rush help hours before the game starts. The Raiders only have nine sacks on the season. Max Crosby is starting to emerge as a pass rusher, sacking Aaron Rodgers and getting sacks in back-to-back games. Tight end Darren Waller is having a breakout season for the Raiders, but he needs to understand that he has to find the end zone every time he touches the fucking ball in order to protect the team from Derek I Love When History Repeats Itself Carr, who fumbled a diving touchdown attempt in the exact same way as we witnessed two seasons ago. If I asked you to spot a difference between these two plays, you couldn't do it. Now, Josh Jacobs believed he could fly, but there are no direct flights into Green Bay, Josh. (laughs) Better take the bus next time. Or better yet, just become the bus. It's pretty hard, though, to beat the Packers when Aaron Rodgers is perfect. And he was perfect with the perfect passer rating, throwing for 429 yards, five touchdowns, and rushing for one. He literally accounted for all of the Packers scoring. Like my hand in high school. Five touchdowns! Rams beat up on the Falcons 37 to 10. 
The Rams Hotel in Atlanta lost power last night, per Ian Rappaport. Which is nice, because I guess it means the Falcons aren't the only thing in Atlanta without power now. <laughs> Todd Gurley delivered the weather report. Make sure you bring your umbrellas, your raincoats, and be safe outside. <laughs> Thanks, Todd. He just took my job. <laughs> <laughs> Todd Gurley had been struggling a bit this season. Turns out he just wants to play wide receiver now. He and Aaron Jones are officially competing for the best running back touchdown grab of the week. Punter Johnny Hecker completed another pass and converted for the Rams. Hecker has 156 career passing yards before that play or as Marcus Mariota would call it, a shit ton of career passing yards. Matty Ice left the game with an injury, and Hecker, again, so good, helped the Rams score a touchdown on this punt to finish the game. And the Falcons, the poor Falcons, had to resort to fighting since they can't seem to win games no matter what they do. Devontae Freeman was disqualified for throwing a punch in this scuffle. If anyone should be ejected here, though, it should be the ref for body slamming Freeman. The refs did get this one right uh, after the game, stating that they ejected Freeman not for throwing the punch, but for thinking it was a good idea to try and fight Aaron Donald. 49ers 9, Potatoes 0. This game was wetter than a Savannah slip and slide, which is obviously just a hospitable southern phrase for a working man's taint on a hot July afternoon in Georgia. Robbie Gold, after becoming the highest paid kicker in the NFL, now has missed seven kicks in six games. Although criticizing kickers when the footing is so bad even Rex Ryan would tell you to keep your shoes on seems a bit unfair. Well, the first half of this game ended with no points, no scores, no anything really once again confirming that nothing ever gets done in Washington. Hard to drain the swamp when this game was a metaphor for swamp ass. 49ers are now 6-0 for the first time since 1990, and I can say Jimmy G is the most confident quarterback I have ever seen after a zero-touchdown, one-pick, 152-yard performance. Let's go! The Texans get dicked the hardest by the refs this week in a 23-30 loss to the Colts. Now, do you remember the movie, The Diving Bell and the Butterfly? Of course you don't. You're a football fan, not a pansy art lover like myself. But that's what I'm calling this game after witnessing this touchdown by Zach Pascal for the Colts. And this gainer by DeAndre Hopkins in the middle of the field. Deshaun Watson was sacked for the first time in two games because Jabal Sheard had the Jabal's to go after the quarterback in front of the officials. The Texans were eventually fucked out of a touchdown pass, though, due to a premature whistle that negated this DeAndre Hopkins touchdown. How an official blows this play dead is beyond me. As punishment, the officials should be forced to blow someone who is already dead. Maybe then they would learn. The Texans ultimately had all of their Jabal's sheared in this game, neutered by Jacoby Brissett, trained in the art of the bris, throwing four touchdowns and zero picks. See, and you thought that I was writing lazy puns for no reason. Now everyone will be talking about Eric Ebron's amazing one-handed grab in the back of the end zone. But the real gem here is that Eric Ebron became the latest tight end to hurdle someone. However, you are not over the age of 30, Eric. Hurdling at your age is very, very dangerous. A man as young as you should not risk hurtling someone only to get the crown of a helmet launched into your crown jewels, AKA your Jabal's. 
The Vikings defeat the Lions 42-30, and this, as you voted for in the community tab, is the featured game of this episode. The winner for the early games was indeed the matchup between the Vikes and Lies. Vikes and Lies, also what ruined my first marriage. Lions fans know a thing or two about numbing pain with substance. Xavier Rhodes is consistently struggling. Struggling in coverage. Marvin Jones had four receiving touchdowns in this loss. And I'm assuming Rhodes was in coverage for all of them. Marvin Jones joins Jerry Rice and Sterling Sharp as the only other players in NFL history with four receiving touchdowns in multiple games. I'd bet those other guys got wins when they scored four touchdowns in a single game, though. Adam Thielen may have broken his dick on this amazing touchdown play. It was either his elbow, his finger, or his dick. Not sure yet. Wait. We, are, we can confirm it was his hamstring, just like I thought. Regardless, it's one of the most impressive toe-tapping touchdowns of the season. Very little defense occurred in this affair. Three touchdowns were scored in the first quarter, and it just never stopped. The difference was Minnesota could also run the ball. In addition to throwing four touchdowns like both Cousins and Stafford did, Dalvin Cook reminded me of Earl Campbell. One, because defenses are now afraid to tackle, so a lot of running backs look like Earl Campbell, but also because Dalvin Cook's really, really good. Two touchdowns and a buck 42 for Cook. And for some reason, the refs decided to take a few plays off and just chill in the stands with the fans. Another example of how NFL officials are lazy, entitled idiots who don't take their commitment to the game seriously. As a football team, it's never a good sign when your fucking mascot starts to betray you. Even the Lions mascot, Rory, seemed to know where the open players were, making him officially better at coaching defense than Matt Patricia. What he didn't realize is he was showing Kirk Cousins where to throw the ball. Thanks a lot, Rory. No need to help Kirk Cousins who now has 10 touchdowns and one pick and three straight victories. He's doing just fine. He's been doing fine ever since being shamed into apologizing to Adam Thielen. Kirk Cousins has been the hottest bag of powdered milk in the league, proving once and for all, anytime a wide receiver complains about something to a quarterback, the QB should apologize and then sit back and watch the wins pile up. The Jacksonville Gardner Minshews defeat the Bengals 27-17. Welcome to Cincinnati, Ohio, home of today's winner of the Wagon Crash Award, going to the Bengals for losing to Jacksonville, home of the most famous mustache to wear a man since Tom Selleck. We've reached the point in Bengals history where Chad Ochocinco Johnson waving at fans before the game is the highlight of the day for Bengals fans. This is the longest a Bengals receiver has been open all year though. The lowlights are numerous, even when the Bengals do something good, it ends with the other team getting possession of the ball. And Andy Dalton does have a job, but it's not to be a real quarterback. He's going out there game after game pretending to be a QB to keep up the illusion that the Cincinnati Bengals are in fact a real NFL team and not a money laundering scheme for a still uncovered drug cartel. Laundering money is not easy, and I know that because I watched and then re-watched Breaking Bad. When you Google Miles Jack, you get two things. Numerous videos of Miles Jack apologizing for things, and Miles Jack explaining how the Jags will be okay without Jalen Ramsey while another teammate yells, fuck that in the background. 
The Giants are officially really, really bad, losing to the Cardinals 27-21. Saquon Barkley did return from his ankle injury. His quads were definitely ready. Saquon is the only player in the NFL who I would be worried is going to tear his ACL from flexing too hard. Stay safe, Saquon. Danny Bitcoin instantly threw the first interception of the season for the Cardinals' defense. That's never a fun stat to be a part of for anyone involved. Arizona running back Chase Edmonds exploded onto the scene with two first quarter touchdowns, three total, helping absolutely nobody's fantasy team not named the SS Edmonds Fitzgerald, Chosen Rose in 2018, or Gaping Hole, which is not, not my favorite category on Pornhub. It is, however, a permanent defensive set for the Giants. Kyler Murray got a win with just 104 passing yards. Not as impressive as Kirk Cousins' week one win with 98 passing yards, but Murray won without throwing a touchdown. The Bills come alive in the fourth quarter, beat the Dolphins 31-21. Now, Dolphins lineman Christian Wilkins was ejected for throwing a punch, which forces me to reiterate a player should never be ejected for punching another player in the helmet. Hitting a helmet with your fist is punishment enough. It's like when a parent walks in on you masturbating. Nothing needs to be said or done in that situation. Everyone loses, and you probably won't do it again for a very long time. Now, Dolphins, just because the commissioner of the league said there was no evidence of tanking in Miami doesn't mean you should stop tanking. 21 points? Three touchdowns, Miami? That's way too many fucking points, especially against the Bills. Did you know Ryan Fitzpatrick went to Harvard? The same Harvard Ted Kaczynski went to? Probably why Fitzpatrick is so good at blowing up defenders. And that's what's important. Never, ever forget we all love Ryan Fitzmagic. I should not have discredited the Dolphins. You have to be incredible at tanking to be this good at being bad. The Dolphins gave up 22 fourth quarter points to the Bills and executed the perfect let's pretend to try on the onside kick down by one score, but then let Micah Hyde return it for a touchdown. Because unlike the name Micah, which I always read as Michael missing the L, the Dolphins never forget how to take the L. Thanks for watching another episode of That's Good Sports. Please subscribe here on YouTube for continued football coverage. I'm on Twitter, Instagram. If you want to follow me there, make sure you give at TJ Carpenter Show a follow on Twitter. He helped me write this episode of Football Talking Extravaganza. There's a lot that happens in a short amount of time. This is your daily NFL podcast of That's Good Sports. It's football that's good.